Hi, this is Erica. Thanks for joining me today for another season of Leadership on the Ground. In this season, we're going to be talking about the context of leadership, which is all about answering the question of why. If we give both a framework and a grounding around the why of our visions, our actions, and our plans, we create the transparency, safe space, and alignment around how we can now move forward together as teams and organizations. (laughs) Simple to say, right? It's more challenging to pull off because it requires your mindset, your skill set, and your tool set to apply. Getting it right and getting it wrong has consequences, and in this season, we'll explore all of that. Let's get to it. You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 6, The Context of Leadership. Throughout the first five seasons, we've discussed the basic fundamentals of leadership, including leading in real time and the rhythm, tensions, and realities of leadership in the 21st century. Now, in this season, we get into the critical area of the context of leadership, which is all about leaders framing and answering the question of why. This perspective and clarity is what is needed for individuals, teams, and organizations to move forward with confidence and alignment. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. All right, good morning and welcome back to Episode 5, The Context Toolset. It's going to be a great conversation. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Erica, if I know one thing about you, you are all about frameworks and models. <laughs> and it's been a critical part of uh, certainly my learning as we've gone through this entire, what is now almost a six-volume set of uh, seasons with leadership on the ground. But it is an important tool set. Walk us through why. You know, frameworks and models, I love them because they're roadmaps for why and where. And as leaders, It's hard for us to help people understand why and where we're going if we don't actually have a model in our head. And, you know, whether it's the progressive mindset model, analytical rigor, there's a lot of things that are models, but they're structures, they're roadmaps, and they allow us as leaders to stay focused and consistent with how we use them. And it creates a cadence. And we talked about this in a couple of seasons ago, a rhythm for how people can understand us. Well, we're visual learners, right? And that's part of this. Absolutely. We're visual learners. And, you know, I like to say that I use a a say and see approach. So if I'm talking about something, usually, and, and you can see me here, I mean, I'm making notes all the time and I always have a marker in my hand. But if I'm doing a coaching session or I'm in a workshop, I'm always putting something on a board to help make a link to what it is that I'm saying. And models can frame the context visually and give us an anchor. You know, a lot of leaders are just satisfied by saying something. You know, they're like, hey, I told them. Hey, I may have told them twice. You know, why don't they get it? And because we're visual learners, sometimes it isn't enough. And, you know, I tell people we got to say things almost 18 times. But if you start to draw it and say it, you can say it less. Well, I'll just uh, pause real quickly and say the uh, little behind the scenes here at Leadership on the Ground. As I look in front of me, Erica's not looking at a notebook full of notes. She's got this whole, her conversation all mapped out and sketched. (laughs) So, so. But that's how you do it, right? And that's why it's that's why you're successful at what you do is because you that's how you organize your thinking and all this. So it's you're practicing what you preach. I guess the next tool, and maybe the most important, maybe the biggest tool, is yourself. Yeah. Oh man, so true. 
we are our biggest tool if we know how to use our instrument and we know how to use our skills. So, you know, there are three things that I think of when I think of ourselves as a tool in creating and communicating the context. You know, the first we've talked about a lot over the course of this season already, which is our mastery of the communication skill set. And mastering this communication currency is not easy because it involves body language, it involves our words, it involves what we say, how we say it, but we have to be able to master communication if we're going to be able to communicate and use our context in our tool set. The second thing is our ability to maintain our state of conscious competency. We talked about this a couple of times. We have to not just get to a level where we know what to do, how to do it, and why. We have to stay there. You know, and we've talked about unconscious competency, which a lot of times people get so comfortable with what they're doing that they drop down into this unconscious competency. And the first thing that goes is their communication about what they're doing, how they're doing, and why they're doing it. And they just assume people will watch what they're doing and learn. And these are the people who say, hey, I lead by example. And I always stop them. And I'm like, leading by example could be a really dangerous thing because if you're not talking and consciously competent and I have to watch you, I may misinterpret you. So the context that I actually see may not be the context of what it is you want me to get. So it's a real danger zone. The third thing is language. You know, are you using big picture language or are you using language that's in the weeds? And, you know, the piece that I can leave you with, because we've talked about altitude and whether you're working on or in the business, if you're asking and communicating why we're doing certain things and where we're going, that's the language of big picture. If you're talking about what it is we're doing and how to do it, that's the language of the weeds. I suspect, Erica, that there are, you know, we're talking about the tool sets here. There's probably a variety of tools that are worth mentioning in terms of their value and and understanding context, right? So what we're going to do here is we're going to do a tool set lightning round. As As I pull... As I pull a tool out of the toolbox, I'm going to rattle it off, and I want you to explain the value in terms of its understanding towards context. So are you ready to begin? This is a fun game. I'm ready. (laughs) Uh, Let's do it. We're going to start with situational leadership. All right. So situational leadership. So folks that are listening in the audience, situational leadership is a tool that we use when we want to coach people on tasks. So the context here is, do we want to direct them? Do we want to coach them? Do we want to empower them? Or do we want to delegate to them? So we want folks to get to a level of self-sufficiency. If we keep directing people who are ready to be coached or ready to be empowered, we're not getting them to self-sufficiency. So why do we use this tool? We use this tool to get people to self-sufficiency, and we want to make sure that we're choosing the right box to coach them on based on their competency and their confidence. If we do that correctly, we will help them get to where they need to get to sooner. All right, next, analytical rigor. Analytical rigor. All right, the context here. Why do we use analytical rigor? We use analytical rigor when we want to make decisions or we want to process an issue. The biggest part of analytical rigor is framing the context right at the start. What is the decision that we have to make and why is it that we have to make it? And for those who are familiar with the analytical rigor model, you have to take data and translate it into information. That actually frames the context. It gives us the background of why it is that we are looking at this problem or this situation and we start to understand how we can move forward with the decision. Organizational excellence. Another model that I love. So why do we use organizational excellence? What's the context here? This is a tool for leaders who want to put together an action plan for their organization at a macro level. There are six parts to this model for those who remember it. The environment, then we have culture, 
We have talent, we have strategy, performance, and we have communication. When it comes to context, the two most important pieces of this model are the environment and the communication. Are we reading the outside? Are we reading the inside? And are we communicating? The context of this model is making sure that everyone understands what is the organizational action plan in each of these areas. Your narrative. Your narrative. We've talked about it a couple of times. Why do we have a narrative? What is the context here? The narrative tells the story of your organization or your team journey. And as the leader, we're the narrator. We have to keep this story visible. We have to keep this story fresh. And this story, if you were to use the progressive mindset model to tell it, would always be talking about where were we? Where are we now and where are we going? And what's most important in the narrative and what's most important in using that progressive mindset model is that we take both the emotional and the rational messages and we help people understand our narrative and the story so that we get both their hearts and their minds in terms of what we're looking to capture. This season is made possible by Leadership Rigor, the leadership development framework founded and facilitated by Erica Peeler. Erica Peetler teaches breakthrough performance and productivity strategies for how to lead yourself, lead teams, and lead at the organizational level. Everything you think you know about leadership will be turned upside down. Leadership rigor can be experienced through reading the international best-selling book, engaging in one-on-one coaching, or creating a customized team or organizational leadership journey. To achieve breakthrough performance and productivity, visit ericapeetler.com to learn more. That's ericapeetler.com. All right, next up on the context tool set lightning round is organizational values. Yeah, organizational values. Probably not always seen in the toolbox of uh, context, but it is one of the most critical pieces. Most organizations have organizational values, or maybe some of them call them engagement principles, but that's the context for the behavioral expectations we have. It's why we are a certain organization and not another organization, because these are the values that we believe are important. Here's one that I wasn't prepared for, meeting agendas. Oh, I know. And this is so great because I wanted to put a couple of simple things out there in this uh, episode as well, which is the meeting agenda is the day in, day out ability for us to manage context. Why are we having this meeting? Why are these people sitting in the room? Why are we having this discussion? I mean, we walk into meeting agendas and I will uh, coach many of my senior leaders. You know, it's no longer enough as a leader to just put a bullet point on a piece of paper saying, hey, we're going to go in, we're going to talk about sales, we're going to talk about marketing. That to me isn't really setting context. That's just making a list of topics. When you set context and you give people a why, I tell them, put a question there. If the topic is marketing, then give me the context. Maybe why are we hiring five new brand managers in the next year? Now that's context. That sets an agenda. Here's one that we all stink at. Managing your calendar. Managing your calendar. So my clients know that I am a calendar junkie. For me, and I was just setting my uh, 2019 calendar, so the context for me, why is the calendar set up in certain ways? I want to make sure that there's an appropriate balance between work and life. So what's the context? Why does the calendar get split? I got to make sure that the rocks are in all the right places. Why am I in certain places at certain times? 
I want to make sure that how I'm spending my time reflects why I'm doing certain things in my business. And if those are out of alignment and I don't have clarity, then my calendar is a mess and my life is a mess. So the why kind of explains why are you investing and spending your time in certain areas? That's a critical piece. And in fact, that's going to be something, Todd, that's going to come up next season when we start to talk about the timing of leadership. The timing of leadership. Well, I can vouch for you and your calendar because you always tell me, I made time in my calendar to do X. <laughs> so you, do, you say that to me all the time. Next, your game plan as a coach. Yeah. So like, so this is a really interesting thing. So I actually think coaches have game plans. For me, my game plan is usually set up with my client at the beginning of an engagement. But I often think of the game plan when I think of real sports teams. So think about the coach who's coaching football. And let's think, I mean, I'm a big football fan. And I hope that the Chicago Bears do better than they're doing so far this year. But my Giants aren't doing well either. Um, But with the game plan, you know, the coach puts together a game plan of why you need to run certain plays or why you need to approach a game a certain way based on what they perceive to be the offense or the defense that they're facing. So the context changes every week, right? Because the team changes every week and the skill sets of that offense and that defense changes every week. Same thing when we're in front of different clients right? You have to have your game plan for what is their context? What are they facing? And then what is my solution to their context? So our game plan is really our agility in being ready to partner and face what the other person is facing and to make our solutions and our ability to be in service to them a match. Well, what did Eisenhower say? Ultimately, the plan is useless, but the process of planning is essential. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Our final tool in the context tool set lightning round is SWAT and STEEP. All right. SWAT and STEEP. So a lot of people know about the SWOT analysis, right? So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. A lot of us do that. A couple of points to make here. What I like about a SWOT analysis is it needs to be done at the right time, and then it needs to be done multiple times because your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats change over time. So a lot of times people will say to me, oh yeah, you know, we've done a SWOT analysis years ago. Okay, well, the context may have changed and why some of your strengths may now be weaknesses or why some of your opportunities may now be threats could be evolving and changing. So you have to make sure that you're looking at it in today's context. A steep analysis, maybe not everyone is familiar with a steep analysis. A steep analysis is a much more external viewpoint where you're looking at the social, technological, environmental, economic, and political forces at play. And we know certainly that those change very quickly, right? Every couple of years, we have a change in a political cycle, or maybe there's an economical change or shift or downturn. So where you are in the context of understanding those dynamics is really, really critical. And it plays a really great role when you're thinking about and doing strategic planning, which is working on the business if you're a leader. And if you're looking to create competitive advantage in the environment and in the marketplace, those two tools can really help you in that endeavor. All right. Well, that concludes our context tool set lightning round. We can all take a deep breath now. Some great stuff. Common theme there. These tools help you be agile in the marketplace. Absolutely. That's the lesson I learned from all of that. All right. Well, we're about out of time. Any final thoughts, Erica? You know, one thing that that in the context tool set that I did want to mention, so leadership rigor is the foundation for a lot of the work that we talk about here. And 
you know, one of the hidden things, because I, I talk about it in the book, but what some folks may not know is leadership rigor is actually written in the format of the progressive mindset model. So the context of leadership rigor is about a journey on leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. And, you know, the context of setting out the journey in that way allows you to really use the book as a resource and a reference. And by the way, I always tell people, I'm like, look, the book is great, but everything that you and I have been doing in these podcasts kind of is a partnership and a and a connection to that book. So if you're more of an audio learner, this is a great way to get your information. All right. Well, next week, we're going to talk about the consequences of context. And as Erica alluded to at the beginning of this season, we're not just talking about negative consequences. There are positive consequences as well. Erica, before we go, should anyone have any questions from our conversation today? Where do they go? Yeah, first of all, let me just say, I would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me at Erica at EricaPietler.com. I'm on Twitter at Erica Peetler. I'm on LinkedIn and you can get Leadership Rigor on Amazon.com. All right, Todd and Erica signing off for today. We'll see you next week when we discuss the consequences. We'll see you then. 